You found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. On today's episode, we're going to talk about Zach Levine and his recent resurgence and good play since the All-Star break. An update to Javante Green and the Bulls just signed Justin Lewis. We're going to get to all that and more right after this. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. That's Pat, the designer, host and creator of the Windy City Breeze. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central. Pat, since the All-Star break, Zach Levine looks like an elite-level player. Now, albeit it's been six games, but what do you think this means not only for Zach Levine, but in this offseason, as we know that AK and Eversley are going to have to address some serious things with this team, do you think it mean it may, has made DeMar DeRozan maybe a little bit more expendable than what he was prior to seeing Zach Levine play like this? I think more so what it tells you is that the the best way to utilize Zach Levine is to take um, parts of the responsibility off his hands. We've been For sure. uh, very excited by how Zach Levine <clears throat> has passed the basketball the last few games. Uh, either there's been a lack thereof or an absolute dot as Ringo would say, a dime. Um, and it's not that Zach Levine can't pass, right? It's just that we know that when he has to do too much with it, uh, that that the ball oftentimes can end up in the other team's hand. So I think that it really just shows, right, like even with a, a, a basic level guy just coming in and running the offense next season, whoever that may be, if Zach Levine doesn't have to worry about setting up the offense, being the focal point, being the, the the start of the offense, all of that, I think this is the kind of player that you'll end up being able to come out and see. Now, that's a big if, right? Because a lot of the guys that we have on this team to initiate the offense originally are either hurt or just haven't been very good. I don't see Io stepping up as a point guard next season. Again, I think he's being played out of position. So I think that more so you want to see the Lonzo Ball come back into that role. We knew what that looked like. Um, and, and I think that it, 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 it just, if your feeling about Zach Levine is strong, if AK believes that Zach Levine is the player that we thought he was pre this season, um, then it means that you need to focus on finding a guy that can go in there and create, uh, um, or, or set up the offense so that Zach Levine can operate in it. Outside of that, listen, there's so many other problems with this offense that, are created just by everybody else in this mug. I, I mean, I, I I've said this a million times, though. Like you're playing a 2005 style of offense. The Bulls are bottom of the league in three point attempts, bottom of the league in three point shooting, bottom of the league in uh, uh, pace of play, bottom of the league. Like it, it, you're trying to run with the Celtics ran when they won the championship versus Kobe. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Like it, it's been a while. Let's update what we're seeing. Yeah, I mean, I think I've, I've said it as modernizing. The offense is going to be a key uh, component to what the Bulls need to do this offseason. But I do think also, you know, I mean, you've talked about it before. You have to kind of build this roster to overcome some of Billy Donovan's shortcomings because technically this roster was built with having ball handlers theoretically all on it. When you look at Vooch, when you look at DeMar, when you look at Lonzo, these are all players that do a pretty dang good job at, at handling and distributing the ball. And it was supposed to ease some of that off 
of Zach Levine, and that became an over-reliance at some points last season on DeMar DeRozan. Now, he was cooking last season. DeMar DeRozan this season is 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 averaging less than a point per uh, per shot. Last season in uh, the fourth quarter, DeMar DeRozan was averaging almost two points per shot. So it's like it's a lot of things that have changed uh, with this team that have gotten worse since this team was originally uh, brought together. But I definitely think that you have to really look at all avenues to improve this team. Vooch is already a free agent. You didn't lock him in. You could potentially lose him for nothing this offseason. And I know the conversation has kind of shifted amongst Bulls fans on is it going to is it move DeMar? Is it move Zach? And every each one of those has its own merits. But you know me, uh, you 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 bet on the guy who's younger, uh, who who's a three level scorer and who actually can play in a modern offense. In my opinion, so I I I don't disagree with you. I think the question is right, and I kind of poised this question before we started recording. But I think there's a better way to ask it. How many guys do you have on the team that can be a part of a modern offense? Right, even the little bit that we've seen out of P. Will, it seems like when he's aggressive, he's more comfortable going to that mid-range shot that is DeMar DeRozan's shot, right? Mm -hmm. Like, corner three, of course, is efficiency from the three-point line. You love to see that. Um, and and I think his ability to add that in. But the, the times when we've been most excited about what P. Will does is when he's going to the bucket or when he's taking a mid-range jumper because he's being more aggressive. He's being more, mm -hmm. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a be decisive about this decision. Um we haven't seen Io with an ability to knock down three. Maybe Kobe White is that level of player. How many players realistically on this team, though, as a whole, are that modern offense type of player? Like, you might really be talking about not just overhauling a couple of pieces and trying to put people in the right spot. Like, even before this, even if Lonzo Ball's healthy, nobody here shoots the three ball. Yeah, I mean, you, and you don't necessarily have to have everyone be big threats from three. You need people who's going to be able to hit an open three more times and not to keep the defense honest. Be some kind of threat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but also, but the, the thing is too, with that is that when you look at the way that the Chicago Bulls run their offense, it really, uh, man, I, I, all I can say is this, I, I get what you're getting at. Everyone doesn't have to hit the three. So I, I feel like Caruso can fit on any, in any team, but you need shooters around him. Even Kobe, to me, Kobe, Kobe's three-point shot is so inconsistent. Like, if it's going to be consistent, Kobe offensively can be in any system. But, I mean, really, if we're looking at it, I, uh, Zach Vooch can all be part of modern offenses if you have the rest of your, your roster correct. I'll give you on Kobe. Um, and then Caruso, Io, very similar, but it, it depends on what else is out there on the court with them. Pat Bev again, he can run any offense, but it's if you're talking about three point shooting specifically in modern offense, it's it's we we don't have very much, bro. We got P Will. I didn't say P Will. I mean, I think yeah. it's just the pace that it creates, right? Like when you have that three point shot, it allows you to open up the floor more. It creates more more pace. the the mm. The issue for me is not that the Chicago Bulls don't go out there and shoot 43s a night. I like that the Bulls play to their strengths. Listen, they're not a team that can go out there and shoot 43s a night. The issue to me is that, right, versus the Pacers, if I'm not mistaken, did we get outshot like 84 to 64 in that game? Yeah, I mean, but that's yeah, that's been the, the issue with the Bulls in like their last 10 losses. Like it, the Bulls are losing games to simple math. The other team shoots more three-pointers, the Bulls shoot less three-pointers. 
That's literally what, like, simple math is what's killing the Chicago Bulls in these games. It's ridiculous. But it's 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 just shot attempts, even like field goal attempts. Yeah, overall field. You know I mean? And 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 when you, and I've said this before, if you're not going to be a team that shoots threes at a high volume, yes. like for example, the Memphis Grizzlies, they don't shoot threes at a high volume. They shoot them a fit. But yeah, but they effectively shoot them and they can ratchet it up defensively. If you're not going to be a three-point shooting team in the modern-day NBA, you have to play excellent defense, you have to do everything else efficiently, you have to limit turnovers, and get to the free throw line. Three out of those four things I just named the Bulls don't do consistently. Yeah. So. And I I get the pace, right? Like, I mean, weirdly enough, right, like the pace is what's helping the Bulls get the defensive rating that they have. That is a high defensive rating. I don't know if it's still the best in the NBA, but but it was the best in the NBA a couple of games ago, right? A 109.6 or something like that. Um, but the, the reason behind that is just like teams aren't sitting here chucking up a hundred shots. They're not, you know, like because yeah. you're taking your time on your end to set up this half court moving slow and and it's just not an offense that that is able to attack enough and you don't have good enough I, I think here's the thing too like on top of everything else you don't have players that are good enough setting up a half court set that's going to break down the opposing team's defense play in and play out for you to be setting up as many half court sets as you set up in a game but Pat Billy Donovan Billy Donovan joke. That's how that's how rough it's been with Billy. No, that's how rough it's been. It's weird too because it's like here's the thing with Billy. Like, I'm again. I I saw everybody in the comments. Right, Pat. You can't say Billy's a good coach if you say he doesn't adjust. There's like five coaches in the NBA that adjust in game, and they're all the best coaches in the league. Uh, Three of them are literally the guys that have won championships for the last 15 years <laughs> like but the issue i have with billy is the same issue i have with the bulls this team is a reflection of him i saw billy donovan draw up a, that play that gets zach levine the open three versus indiana and i was like i can't believe that that play was so well drawn up coming off of the screen zach gets open boom knocking it down coming down on the defensive end the defensive scheme was perfect Patrick Beverly made Tyrese Halliburton shoot a three-point shot at the right horn of the Bulls logo. He knocked down a tough shot. Perfect scheme. The last shot, one screen to try and get Zach Levine open, and then you flip it down to Vooch for a fadeaway, one-legged turnaround three-point shot. It's like, what? where's the consistency and the great ability of play calling? Bro, see, that's what you're missing. Billy Donovan's scheme is to have no scheme. That's literally <laughs> the scheme. I got to get Twilight Zone music on this one, dog. Man, there's probably but, uh, people in here. I wonder how many young listeners we got. How many people you think in here don't know what Twilight Zone is anymore? Bro? Oh, bro, it's a lot of them. Like, Steve-O don't know what Twilight Zone is. I can guarantee you, bro. That's, That's a guarantee. Guarantee. Uh, but next up, we're going to talk about the update to Javante Green's energy. But before we do that, I got to talk to you guys about one of our new partners. And this is one that me and Pat are actually having a lot of fun with. 
Ultimate Pro Basketball GM. You ever dreamed of becoming an NBA GM and managing your basketball franchise? I know you all have because you all send us trade ideas every single day. So I know you've dreamed about it. Well, your dream could come true. Uh, and this game is definitely for you. Manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through the season, and lead your team to glory. You're responsible for hiring the right coaches and assistants, trading and training players, trading and training players, making draft picks, navigating your franchise through free agency and the draft and all the ups and downs of the season all this in a challenging and realistic game world ultimate pro basketball gm is a completely free and playable offline play on the go as you want and when you want to locked on bulls listeners get a hundred percent free boost to their franchise when using promo code locked on in the game store so make sure to check it out uh to download the game you just visit pro uh basketball gm.com scan the code or look in the uh, look up in the app stores. That's probasketballgm.com. Ultimate Basketball GM. Start your dynasty today. Intro music came in a little bit strong on that one. Oh. On that one, bro. <laughs> hey. Was, hey, I guess it was just waiting. It's like, hey, man, you going to push the button? Push the button, Hayes. Push uh, <laughs> that button. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa. Uh, but so we got an update to Javante Green. Uh, he is actually going to be reevaluated. He's still not doing anything laterally. He is running in a straight line. Uh, this is, uh, we just got word that he was going to be evaluated in two weeks, about a week ago. So now they've added another three weeks to that. There are five weeks, a little under five weeks at this point, left in the NBA season. Pat, I'm going to ask you this question. Do we see Javante Green check into a game for the Chicago Bulls for the remaining of this season at any point? Um... He might have same surgeries, Lonzo Ball. I mean, listen, the Bulls, I, I didn't realize the Bulls medical staff were such fans of uh, Bobby Schmurter because I feel like with every player on this team, they just caught a body about a week ago. Like, you know, <laughs> like every player is on eval right now. Um, I, I just, I want to say yes because... I think he wants to get back on the court to help get his stock back up. He's going into a free agency year. Mm -hmm. Might not make the playoffs. Like it's a real possibility at this point that he won't get an opportunity to get back on the court. But again, it's two weeks for a re-eval. This is not two weeks until Javante Green is on the court. So I, I kind of feel like we won't see him suit up in a Bulls jersey, not just this season, but possibly ever again. Yeah, I mean, uh, here's the thing that uh, that I was kind of thinking about this today is that with Javante Green's energy, I mean, in energy, uh, his injury, does this increase or decrease the chances of the Bulls being able to retain? I've gone and operated under the assumption this season that it was going to be extremely hard to retain Javante just because he's an energy guy. There's a lot of a lot of benches that could use him. I can see a team offering them the majority of the mid-level exception. Do the Bulls do that with a match that with how much they need? They still got to find minutes for Dale and Terry, um, things like that. But maybe he now takes a bit of a discount. Maybe he does take another one one year with a player option so that he can go back on the free agent market. Now, I'm not saying it's likely. He's 29 years old, going to unrestricted free agency for the first time in his career. Um I think even with the injury, at that point, you're looking to get the most money possible. And I just don't know if the Bulls are are positioned to give him that, considering how much work they need to do this offseason. I, I don't think the Bulls are not only positioned to give him that money. 
I don't think that you can at this point if you're the yeah. Bulls. Because to me, you know that you need so much else in other positions. And the other thing to me is, and it's the thing, I, I, I talked about this on yesterday's episode. We're now three years into Patrick Williams. Mm-hmm. No clue what he is. We think we see flashes of what he possibly could. No idea what he is. We had an entire season where we spent a lot of it getting our heads kicked in of Dalen Terry. And we saw two games of him, saw some flashes, but still don't know what he is. As much as me and you sit here and joke about Marco, Marco keep putting up numbers everywhere he go. Bro. And still can't find his way into Billy Donovan's I got, let, let me slow you down here for a second. So Daniel Greenberg tweeted that Marco had a 20 and 20 game. I, I watch every G League game over the course of the season. I don't necessarily watch them as they happen. There's a time, there's a, a like there's one Sunday a month where I watch like four G League games while I'm cleaning the house. I went and watched this game, and I literally saw this game and said, I, I understand Marco has huge defensive limitations. I understand that you can't take away from that. But for a team that needs offensive rebounding and a team that needs some shooting, Marco Simonovich right now in the G League. I think comes in and yeah, he'll probably give up eight points in, 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 in 12 minutes, but I'll tell you what else he's going to give the Chicago Bulls. He'd give the Chicago Bulls three to four offensive rebounds in that time. And that gets extra possessions. Does that cancel out? Yeah. But then you start, you can mold him like Marco offensively is so fluid. He is not like, I don't know how often you watch him, Pat. I know you, you catch up on G League games, too. I watched that, watch that 26 and 21 game. <laughs> if you, if you watch Marco Simonovich, you will literally watch him and be like, how is this guy not in the league? Because he just makes it look so effortless. Yeah. It's and, crazy. And I, think, I think that's the thing, right? Like, you can't pay Javante Green in this instant because we're still asking about dudes that are supposed to be the future of your team. Yeah. Dudes that are coming into final years of contracts, right? P. Will coming into a final year here. Uh, uh, um, Marco Simonovich coming into a final year here. He can't touch the floor. Yeah. Do you think it has to come down to internally, AK is going to have to tell Billy Donovan, listen, run Marco six minutes a game, bro. Like, I, I don't I don't know like and because because I feel like there's a difference right I feel like AK when he drafts you signs you whatever he's gonna try to see that through and he believes in you especially for the young players yeah. and I feel like Billy sees that and is like yeah cool I I hear you AK but he's gonna sit on this bench I think if the case was here here's the one thing that I will say and and I know it's not gonna be the popular opinion mm-hmm. the second you go out and get Demar Derozan and Nikola Vucevic, you said we have to try and win right now. Mm -hmm. And I think Billy Donovan understands that. I think Billy Donovan is saying, no matter what, I have to put the best players that I have on my team. Now, the the issue is here, uh, they don't always work versus the lineups they're playing against. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I I think that when you're trying to say we're trying to win games, to the veterans that are there, it might be tough for them to see you trying to win games if you're putting out Marco Simonovic, who I, all I can assume is in practice, he's getting killed playing and play out. 
Like that's the that's the only reason I can assume he he can't like he can't touch the floor. He stood up the other day, and I swear somebody came across and just shoved him back in a seat because he almost touched the United Center floor. So I I I think that there's there's so much of we have these vets, these guys' careers are in the twilight years. They're not going to play for 10 more years. I have to try and win as much as I can now with them. So I can't completely absolve AK of it because if you wanted to develop these young guys, you probably would have paired Zach Levine and Vooch with most of these young guys. No, and I understand that, like, as far as, like, them not being heavy parts of the rotation. Yeah. But and but it goes back to like that thing with Billy, and it goes back to what we said with you have to kind of count, build a roster in a way that it forces Billy Donovan to do stuff differently because yeah. in a, in, a, in a, on a team that we've needed size and rebounding, and we got this six eleven foreign center there that's a modern day big that yeah can't guard a lick right I'm don't 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 get me wrong but I tell you what I can guarantee I can probably go on a roster on every NBA roster except maybe three or four, and find a player that's seeing minutes that's worse defensively or as bad as Marcus oh, yeah. Simone's. And, and I think that's the thing, right? Like, to me, that's the reason you can't bring Javante back at the end of this. Yeah. That's the reason why this injury possibly could be his last time being in a Chicago Bulls jersey because um, you you kind of have to insulate Billy from Billy. And uh, we already know that the second Javante Green comes back, he's got at least eight minutes at center. Um you know what I mean? Like, like legit, like we, we watched him play center last season more than once. <laughs> That's tough. And watch, watch Javante go back to the Celtics and just be like this monster off the bench for them. See, I don't even know if he's there because like, isn't like Grant Williams basically just Javante, but taller. This is true, but after Grant Williams told somebody I'm about to make these two free throws and goes on to brick both of them, listen, we got to have different conversations. one of the toughest moments. It's like, bro, like, what's what's that one meme where Buddy's just like, you're not that guy. You're not that guy. That's exactly what it was. That was all I could think. I was like, who do you think you are, Tatum, bro? Like. That's <laughs> tough, bro. I like I watched that so many times. Just you know that, I'm not even like, This is a this is an old school. And then I got to do this every. This is an old school one. You remember when Matt Hasselbeck got the Seahawks to overtime? And uh, and I want to say it was the NFC. It might have been the NFC Championship. I think game. it was. I think he it said was. they they flipped the coin. We, and won we got the it, and we're gonna win. He said we get, we want the ball and we're gonna score the yeah. first play. He threw a pick six. <laughs> that is exactly like I felt. I saw that yesterday. I was like, bro, that's that's Matt Hasselback in the NBA right there, bro. It just wasn't as in a bigger moment. Yeah, oh, so man. Hey, I'll tell you what. Uh, if, if you were betting on Grant Williams to make them free throws, you have a tough time out here. <laughs> But you could have bet on Grant Williams to knock down. We we taking shots at other shows. Like our team is doing well. You know what I mean? You could have bet on him doing it. As we're here over on FanDuel, man, I don't even know how many points that he had at that point. But if you were hoping that he got the under, he did not. But you could have got your money back because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 with 
FanDuel.com. That's the bonus bet back. If your first bet doesn't win because it would not have won in that game, just download the FanDuel FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe and secure, super easy to use, and you can uh, bet on everything for the money line to points scored and threes drained legit. Went to the barbershop today. My barber was literally just sitting there asking me. He was like, hey, you know sports, right? Like, yeah, he literally said, I, I put these parlays together of just players that are getting double doubles every single night. He had me go through and create like four or five leg parlays, which is insane of the long shots of the players. I thought were going to get double doubles. If he loses, it's not on me. Uh, <laughs> and even lets you combine your bets for a chance for a bigger payout with those same same game parlays. So don't miss out on a chance for you to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com forward slash locked on. That's fanduel.com forward slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel and a special, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Well, thank you there, brother, for that fire ad read. But uh, let's get into the last topic for today. So the Bulls have now that after Carla Jones deal was converted to an actual NBA deal that apparently is a three-year deal that we will we can talk about here as well. Uh, how's that deal working, by the way? It's an NBA deal. They immediately sent them back, send them to, back the to the G League. Brought them, I'm confused. <laughs> bro, don't worry about it. It's just Chicago Bulls bulling, bro. Uh, but with that being said, they have now re-signed Justin Lewis to a new two-way contract. Now, for those who don't remember, Justin Lewis was the undrafted rookie, who I believe was ranked as the second best rookie to go undrafted that the Bulls immediately signed on draft day. That's how much they liked this kid. Um, came in, had a pretty solid summer league. Didn't do anything like too eye-popping, but a pretty, pretty solid summer league. Uh, and then he tore his ACL. They rescinded the deal. That's when we signed at that point, Costas Antetokounmpo, I believe. Um, but now we know Justin Lewis is back on a two-way contract. How do you feel about this, brother? Um, I'm I'm glad that he's back. I'm glad that the Bulls kept him around. Remember, he was able to rehab at the facility. He was able to work on his body there. Um, listen, it, it, you, you're pulling his straws here. If you see something you need and he brings you that ability, Let's hope that he let's hope he's able to go out there and, and put on a show, right? Like, um, I still don't know if Billy Donovan's gonna play him. He's a little tall to actually play at a power forward or center position for the Chicago Bulls. Um, you know, six four and under is really the threshold that they like to stick to. And I think that um you hope for a recovery very similar to the way that you would have hoped for that we've hoped for one with EJ Liddell down in New Orleans and with, you know, with guys that, that started their career off a little bit rocky, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So uh, he was somebody that we compared him to EJ Liddell down there. They both end up tearing their ACLs, which is kind of wild, actually. A week uh, apart. A week, a, a week apart. apart. I remember because Bulls fans were really like, aren't you guys glad we didn't draft EJ Liddell? Then a week later, oh, crap. Oh, but keep it going. <laughs> also, no, because we <laughs> probably wouldn't have played him either. You know, what I, mean? like, <laughs> I just it's, it's sad, dog. Like Billy Donovan really just be like tall dudes in basketball. I'm not buying it. This dude coach Joakim Noah, bro. He coach Joakim Noah. He, he'll believe in big man and Al Horford at the same time. Can't. Like, like <laughs> he left Florida. Was like, I'll never do it again. You know what's missing out here? 
Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if that's him. Perk might be uh Perk might be the other one. Scott Brooks. I don't even know if that's him. That's no. hilarious, bro. Keep it going. Though. But I just I, I I hope that Justin Lewis is able to bounce back, and I hope that he's able to come into the game and and give us kind of what we're looking for. And I think that the Bulls. It's it's so weird to me, dog. Like Justin Lewis, uh, Terry Taylor. Like the Bulls love going to try and find their big man through like the most extravagant means outside of actual like NBA level talent. <laughs> oh, man, I mean, listen, Justin Lewis has a lot of a, a raw upside. The thing that that concerned me is that when I was reading the the release about him resigning, like, and he can, he can, he can projects to be a small ball center at some point. I was like, of course, of course he would be. Of course, <laughs> of course he would be. Forget the six, the six eleven guy we got down in the G League as well. Of course, the six seven guy with, of course, the seven one wings man is going to be the small ball center. Shout out to that. I can run with that though. <laughs> Except I can six five. <laughs> Fam, Billy Donovan watched that. He committed coaching treason, bro. <laughs> Nobody talks about this, bro. He watched Pascal Siakam, Scotty Barnes, <laughs> and <Patrick> Young. <laughs> Out rebound Patrick Beverly oh, and man. Alex Caruso <laughs> for seven minutes. <laughs> and then like, saw Patrick Williams with his seven seven foot wingspan. It was like, hey, listen, you can stay sitting right here. We don't even need you right now. Just, just chill over here, bro. We don't want we don't want you getting in the way. You know what I mean? Like, bro, like I, I just I don't oh, understand man. anything. <laughs> I, I don't know, dog. I, I hope I hope for the best for Justin Lewis, bro. That, at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. I don't know what role he plays with the Bulls next year, if he does have a role with the Bulls, a serious role with the Bulls next year, right? Um I, I I doubt he actually gets on a team. This is Billy on the sidelines, by the way, just, <laughs> just waiting. Yeah, I didn't see the fire in the back. Just waiting, bro. Just as like we're getting out. You know You're wrong because he's drink. You're drinking. You need to be chewing gum. You should have had a big old listen, <laughs> pack of bubblicious. I'm going to tell you this right now. Chewing gum does not look good on video and still photo. Oh, he's not at all. Yeah. Bro, then you, me up, you want to talk about some awkward screenshots. <laughs> I'm not getting that sent to me. Then I got Nick like, what was going on in this conversation? <laughs> we are talking about it. Oh, man, that is hilarious, bro. But, uh, hey, for what it's worth, the Bulls signed Justin Lewis to another two-way contract. <laughs> I, do, I do think that uh, this does show that they are still committed to him, which I've been telling people who've asked and – you know, we'll see. I don't, it, it's probably going to be a lot for nothing. Like, uh, bro, like our, a second round pick that we actually drafted. Don't see the floor. Uh, 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 what what did we get, David Terry? 17 overall? Yeah, I was going to say a first round pick we drafted. Don't see the floor. So, I mean, all of this is like a, a, a serious, serious moment here as, we, as we've literally laughed through this entire topic. Um, is there a big man that you're seeing out there that could be on the move? that fits with this Bulls team? Because essentially, we are going to be looking for what, unless all of a sudden, right, we believe in Marco next year. He is under contract. Vooch might be gone. Is there a big man that you're looking at to kind of slide into that role if the Bulls don't get some sign and trade or something done with Vucci here and that we have to replace him with? Because that's a real possibility now, which sucks, by the way. He just bought a crib. Like, 
Yeah. Um, I mean, Jacopo's still going to be out there this offseason. Um, not as a starter, but if we can retain Vooch and we're still looking for big man depth, because Andre Drummond, keep in mind, Vooch could walk away and Andre Drummond could literally exercise his player option, not exercise his player option, and be like, listen, I saw enough what I needed to see here, Chicago. Y'all have some good luck. We could be looking for two big men in in, in this upcoming free agent class. So um Dakapoto's definitely one that's out there that I'd be highly interested in. Um Seven, 27, 26 years old, something like that. Who Poto? Poto, Yaka Poto. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not mad at Poto at all. Um, honestly, as an, another bench piece, Jackson Hayes isn't somebody that I'd be that I turn my collar down to looking at potentially. Again, that's more of a backup role, though. That's if you keep Vooch locked in as your starting center. Poto will be Poto's a, a starting center caliber. I think he can come in and start and definitely help the Bulls. So, oh uh, man, but. Listen, I'm looking at Nas Reed. Yo, how we feeling about Nas Reed? Uh, uh, I, you know what? I'm not gonna lie to you. I say ill uh, jokingly. Nas Reed, literally, probably every game I've turned on of the Timberwolves, Nas Reed has been the one cooking. So I, I, I'm, I'm not mad at a Nas Reed. I wouldn't want him as my starting big, but I'm not mad at a Nas Reed. Yeah, uh, yeah that is right. He, his <laughs> contract is. I thought Poto had one more year on that deal. He is he is an unrestricted free agent at 28, and he is going to command some cash. Hey, Brooke Lopez is potentially out there. Brooke ain't leaving, but I, not not at this point. Magic got to run out eventually. Yeah, yeah, bro. The big man market is looking kind of slim next year, according to this list of free agents. And uh, here's the tough part, right? Like, if by some sh- miracle, right, if we have another Derrick Rose type year where we get a top four pick. Is is the big man the answer for us in in that situation? Yes. Uh I don't know, bro. You gotta I, get I, one I, to get Wemby. You gotta get I, one to get Wemby, but yes. you also have Brandon Miller and Scoot Henderson. I like Scoot Henderson, bro. I love like, Brandon Miller. I like Scoot Henderson. I love Brandon Miller. Oh, and yeah, I like Brandon Miller too. You gotta um, get your story together a little bit. Like, yeah. But I mean, the Scoot, Scoot is what what are we projecting Scoot to be? A shooting guard at the next level? Two slash three, probably a Zach Levine. At six two? Well, I mean, we, we talk about on the Bulls, right? Okay, well, there you go. Great. <laughs> Touche. Touche. You, you have won the argument, sir. What you've presented cannot be refuted. You are absolutely he may he may be the power forward. He may end up the power forward. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. And we're back. Yeah. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, man. Follow us on everything at Lockdown <laughs> Follow me on everything at Pat the Designer. Justin Lewis, glad to have you back, brother. How dare boy. Pat bring in Chicago Bull realism into me trying to say that Scoot Henderson's a two guard. No, he's absolutely—he's a center on this team. He's a center. But <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in. You guys can follow me at CEO Hayes, and thank you for making Locked On Bulls your first listen today. Now, for your second listen, go check out Game to Game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game NBA uh, available on the Odyssey app youtube and wherever you get your podcast for pat the designer i'm hayes this has been locked on bulls y'all we out man pat may be the starting center when it's all said and done hey man i got a little i got a little wingspan on me <laughs> you know, wingspan is like six three something like that <laughs> <laughs>